Welcome to Let's Talk Canine Fitness with your hosts, Katerina Mattioli and Dr. Leslie I. Join us for the monthly podcast on all things dog fitness. Young, old, overweight, or athletic, our passion for canine fitness has you covered. Hello, Katerina. Hi, Leslie. How are How's you doing? How's it going? Pretty good. Yeah, here uh, as well. It's uh, yeah. Everything is okay. Good. So to our listeners out there, you guys know that this is going to be the hip exercise episode, but we just wanted to start by talking a little bit about current affairs and by saying our hearts are with Ukraine and especially the dog community of Ukraine. Um, We really hope that what's going on will be over soon, but we're thinking about you guys every day and holding you in our hearts. Yeah, I completely agree. It's heartbreaking to see what is happening over there. When you see on Facebook videos, people that have to leave their homes and houses. And when you're a household with a lot of dogs, how difficult it is to bring every everyone safe uh, into a safe space. Um, yeah, I, I, it's very concerning, and um, I hope this is going to end soon. Yeah, we're like you said, we're we're thinking about Ukraine every day and hoping for the best possible outcome. Yeah. So, with that, we're gonna move on to talking about hip exercises today a little little bit of a change um, <laughs> so cheer cheer a little bit up and yes. change the mood a little bit uh, little case, bit <laughs> little bit more positive just, if a dog is barking this is my little polish rebel downstairs she is very wild and maybe she is um she's cheering for ukraine in this moment so just Let's start. I'm sorry for that, but let's start with hip exercises. Okay. So to me, when I was thinking about what hip exercises I wanted to do, I concentrated on thinking about certain groups of muscles around the hip. So specifically, I was trying to think about hip flexors hip extenders. And then especially with the hip, I I do think more about um, hip abduction and hip adduction. I think, you know, the hip is one of those joints that because it's a ball and socket joint, it has a lot of movement compared to other joints in the body. I think it's <coughs> most comparative to the shoulder. Um, and if we remember back to our shoulder exercises, we had lots of different movements we had to cover there. So same kind of thing with the hip. So I tried to just 
hit one exercise for each of those groups was kind of my goal. There's a lot more out there. Trust me. I think, I don't know about you, but for me, I think what made hips hard was I was just like, there's so many exercises to choose from. I don't know which to consider my favorite. Choose from your favorite one. Right. Right. So actually, um, it's it's interesting. I focused just on hip extension and and flexion. That was what I was focusing on because I was pretty sure that we are going to do a, re a whole rear episode as well, and then that's my time to dive into a b and a deduction but um, i think this is going to be interesting cool um, yeah okay do you want to do you want to do your first exercise or do you want me to go first no let's let's <laughs> i'll go first so let you start just start <laughs> okay so i honestly like okay so i started with the specifically hip flexor group. Um, now, what I'm going to say is like when I think of specific hip flexor muscles, I mostly focus on the iliopsoas and the sartorius muscles. Now, that made me, I do have a favorite, 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 favorite exercise for this, but it's so much a favorite that I was like, I feel like I've already said this for like every other thing because I like tell everyone to do it. So that being said, but, but I think that's a, that's a good thing because, because I think people need to realize we can't take the, pick the body apart. We, we, when moving, when doing exercises, the whole body is involved. There are just a, a few, uh, points or handling things we can do to maybe enhance a certain body part more than the other by doing the same exercise. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So all that being said, my favorite hip flexor exercise is mountain climbers. So if you are, have had really kind of any, um, exposure to like human workout stuff, human fitness, you probably know what a human mountain climber exercise is. It's basically where you are on all fours. So basically like a plank position to start up on your hands and on your toes. And then the mountain climber is you bring one leg forward, touch the ground, put it back, then the opposite. And you do this at, at quite a bit of speed, alternating legs. And it's a very hard exercise. It really like, it gets tiring. And it is just like in dogs, it specifically is working on your hip flexors. So the way I do it in dogs is almost exactly the same, except, you know, they're just standing. They're standing in good posture to start. And then we cue them to bring one rear leg forward, tap the ground and go back or tap a target and go back um, and then alternate legs. There's many different setups I might use for this. Um, often what I will use to start because I think it's obvious, more obvious for the dogs is using a low Cavaletti rail 
that they just stand over and it's it's closer to their rear legs when they're just standing than their front. And then cueing them basically with that rail, they understand, okay, I step over that rail, touch the ground with a rear and then back over to the normal standing position. <clears throat> but you can do it with all kinds of things. I'll also like use different equipment as more and more like a target that they have to bring it forward, touch the target, put it back. So there's lots of different setup options for it. I just typically start with the Cavaletti rail to teach it. And that is mountain climbers. There's lots of little tricks for it, but I'm not going to go into all of those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So maybe, maybe then I will, go to one of my chosen exercises which i would say uh, it has a different name but i would say it's actually um, sort of an advanced mountain climber if i got you uh, correctly it's like um i call it um uh plank into a single tap down so so the dog's rear is elevated on maybe some sort of a wedge or something and it is tapping down to the ground and going back up with uh, one one leg and then the other leg going down going back up so it's like it's it's, it's i mean i would say it's maybe a, like an advanced uh, version of yours and then we can reverse it by having the dog standing on something and going for uh, um down and going back up again yes i i like that to me like the first version the backwards tap down yeah, that's like a it's like a reverse mountain climber where you're you're already starting in like the one position, you go backwards and forward. Yeah. And I do, like you said, oftentimes advance mountain climbers by making it an up down. Like oh, so instead okay. of just coming forwards backwards on the same level, now there's it's higher and then like so what equipment do you use so in kind of when you progress the exercise i mean when you start uh, on the same level going over something uh, yeah. i do that too and what what equipment are you using to um to progress it i, so, I mean so like, i will do like um so usually we'll give them something fairly like low and stable for the front legs to help them understand the front legs don't move. So like a sensi mat. Um, and then I do like, I don't know why. Um, anytime there's like individual paw, like or individual leg movement, I always go for my toy paw disc. Um, I don't think you have to, but I just think like, oh, there's two, the dog will understand like the right foot goes to the right one and the left foot goes to the left one and it's, you know, they get it. Um, But I think you can use like anything like and just gradually change the height. So like, you know, you could use a regular paw disc or then then I would probably go up to like once they had that level, I would probably go up to like my... um, the fit bar for it and then you can have the front feet on like so 
Yeah. So the, the, legs... the front feet are always elevated. So that makes it a little harder because yeah. now with the front elevated, Sheesh. you've loaded the rear a little bit more. So yeah, that's, yeah. I, yeah I, I quite do it the same. I, I use, I, it, depending on the, on the dog size, I mean, I use the, the, the toy paw discs or the twin disc. Uh, I prefer it or I, I start with the, with the step, like with the, with the, right. Platform. Just like a little platform. Like I would yeah. hear, yeah. Like use the Kato yeah. for it. I'm trying to think I had, I recently had a, a Nikita doing something like it. And I try, I'm trying to think what I used because I mean, it was just so tall. I was like, well, I actually want like a fairly big difference from the ground, but I don't, I might've just stacked a bunch of Kato's on top of each other, like four of them or something. Yeah. I mean, sometimes um, you have to be creative depending on the dog. On the dog yeah. Side. Yeah. I was like, wow, you're really tall. Like you need like just a little couple inches off the ground is not going to be a big enough change for you. <laughs> um, I was get I sometimes get thrown off by like the giant dogs because I was I just I think of my dogs as big dogs and they're only 30 to 40 pounds so they're so not big dogs <laughs> but then when I have like a giant breed dog come in I'm like oh I have to really get creative now I re I remember when I when I had to work with the Leon burger it was like oh my god what are we going to do and i mean i mean it's uh, obviously we with these dogs i i start on very stable equipment because they are so not used to mm -hmm. so not used to this work and 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 um with the with their weight and size it's so it's so difficult but but i mean with enough time even these dogs can master it. It's uh, the progress yeah. is, is very interesting. Yeah, they can make. Cool. So, so that's hip flexors. So we might as well go to hip extenders next. Yeah, I mean that. That's then the the other. You could yeah. It's it what with the other thing when the plank to single tap down is then yeah they like both sort of them work both sides actually yeah. because you've got forward backwards movement so like when you're bringing the leg forward it's hip flexors but then when you're bringing the leg back the your hip extenders have to work as well so you're actually and don't forget the core work yes. and the load yes. on the shoulder so. <laughs> So you're, you're getting a lot out of it. It's hard to, like I always tell people, you know, you really can't just, you can't isolate a single yeah. muscle and be like, I'm only working on this muscle. It just, that never happens. You're always at least working. Like if your goal is hip flexors, awesome. But you have to recognize you're also working the opposite muscle at the exactly. same time. So like, you know, you might go to the gym and say, I'm going to work on my biceps, but you're also working on your triceps. It just isn't necessarily like the focus in your brain. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, but you, you have to set the focus and the goal and then you can yes. work on it. But it's always, um, 
when movement is in wolf, there is no... Yeah, you can't isolate it, you, mm -hmm. as you said. It's just... Yeah, and then I think I think these these exercises show that we we just can't focus. But the importance for me with this series is to show people that it is a chain, and if if we focus on this specific body part, the other body parts are affected as well. And most important is a strong core to do the rest. So. This, this exercise is not working without the strong core. 100%. And, okay. Let's talk about the next exercise group because I actually feel like it fits perfectly with what we were just talking about. So mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to give a little bit of a spoiler because I'm going to talk about the flying kickback stand. And I think you should talk about the, I'm going to try and remember exactly what you called it. The sit to up, the up tap. Uh, sit to high taps then. High taps. Sit to high taps. Because to me, again, it is kind of that like agonist antagonist kind of relationship between those two um you know the the flying kickback stand to me is very much um a hip extender focus but the dog does have to get back into that sit position at some point to start it which is going to get the opposite um, the other thing I like about the relationship between these two exercises is the flying kickback stand is an open chain exercise, meaning the, the pause, the end of the legs are not supported. They're, they're out in space and moving. So you do have to be somewhat careful with that exercise. There are, there are a few things that I will, if the dog has that condition, I will not do this exercise. You know, if they have a lower back problem, um, also potentially if they do have hip issues, I'm not going to do this exercise unless I'm like working with them and feel really comfortable that the dog can handle it versus... And the sit to high tap ups is a closed chain exercise for those rear legs. So there's those paws, those rear legs are stable on the ground. They've got that support. And so they're, they're getting that push. So I like how like it's, it's, we're working similar muscles with them, but in two very different ways. And both are, I would say, very advanced exercises. Yes, I completely agree. I I'm, I can't say how long it might be before I introduce the flying kickback stand, but it is, it's a fair amount of time. Like, I would say you're never going to get that from me before working with me for like a couple months um yeah i mean i mean voodoo i i i just posted the video of voodoo doing it and she is um 
what is she, 14, 15 months old now. Mm -hmm. So, so we, we started doing, we, we did the basics, the foundation and, and then, and she's, yeah. And now she's able to do it. I, but yeah. We do very little repetitions of it because it's very, very exhausting. So. Yes. And what I would say is also it takes a high level of body control because especially because it's an open chain exercise, if they put too much umph in the, like flying the rear legs backwards, they could actually fly too much right and then you get hyper extension of the spine and the hips and the si joint and that's not good for them so this is what i actually like on that that short video with voodoo how you can see how perfect her rear is landing yes we could work a little bit on the front uh positioning but it, it I, my focus there was on the rear this is why i showed this video how perfectly she was she still landed in in um uh yeah how perfect the, the the rear yeah. was in a perfect angulation um and the, in a parallel stance so yeah it's very why. controlled it's very mm -hmm. nicely done um, so I guess I should probably like describe what the exercise is because yeah, may, maybe that would be great. Otherwise, go and check my the latest video I posted on flakiness. So, so yeah, so for me, the way this exercise is done is the dogs are sitting on something that is elevated off the ground. So it might just be a platform to start. It might be like the twin disc. Um, and, but you can go up and up, like, so you could go to like a fit stage, a donut even. Um, and what happens is but then so it's very, very advanced. <laughs> yes. Very, very advanced. So they're sitting on the equipment in a nice, pretty set and the rear legs basically go backwards and extend at the same time to land on typically the ground um, and in a nice, beautiful standing, like is that the end position, a nice, perfect posture. Now, sometimes I will add something to for the rear legs to land on. Like I like to use the wedge, the, um, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's just the wedge. <laughs> thing um, i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> the is it a fit it's like the fit stages but it's yeah it's the wedge then a wedge. With the, okay. with, mm. yes yeah it looks but, like a wedge it's called a wedge <laughs> yeah okay um but it's bigger than like you might see wedges in other um products that are like really little and like low to the ground this is like a big wedge and I like that. Um, it's a big target, um, nice angle, but I'll use that for the dog to fly back and basically land with the rear paws targeted on the wedge. And then I feel like there's a little bit, maybe more core involvement when you do that. They, you know, they have to have that engagement of the core to be able to hold that position. 
So that's that's what it looks like. The build up to it, like we said, it's an advanced exercise. So the build up to it is doing a lot of just normal kickback stand um, exercises and building up to it. So like on the ground, the dog is in a sit and they step backwards into the stand and like you just make it a little bit harder, a little bit harder, and then you can start to get that that flying. Yeah, you start slow into a into a dynamic yes movement. exactly so now describe the sit to high high tech high tech <laughs> yeah it's uh, actually it's like um just to make the imagination easy it, it's like going from a regular sit into uh sit pretty like standing up sit pretty but as it says high tap you have you have a piece of equipment might be something like uh an upstanding peanut or or whatever or 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 a higher or a higher platform higher depending on the dog size where the dog is is just jumping onto from the sit and going back down into the sit and if it's uh if it's like a peanut it's just like a really standing up and tapping it and then going back down to the regular sit on the ground and then like going up again is that yeah so makes that does that make sense it makes sense to me <laughs> i'm just gonna point out that it's what makes it different from like this sit pretty mm -hmm. the front legs are always supported so they're exactly, never just exactly. like it's just i just just mentioned the sit pretty that people know what what may what what the movement the um yeah. um yeah but the movement is of the body but the front is not it's not flying free in the movement yes but it will land on something is it a platform where they land where the front lands on top or uh, or if it's just maybe a peanut where the where the front taps the peanut and goes back down okay i like it i i like it a lot actually yeah actually it, it, i like all the hour hip ex hip, yeah. hip exercises like so far i will say that was an i had a similar exercise that I was debating on whether or not I should talk about it. So I'm really happy that you you threw that in because <laughs> that is one of my favorites. Um, again, people that work with me are probably going to like listen to this and be like, oh yeah, we always do all these exercises <laughs> because they're like top priorities. Um there are so many cool exercises, but I mean, I mean, we 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 said we just focus on our favorite ones. Actually, kickback the kickback stand is I, I prefer that from the sit to high tap stand because I like I I I like that backwards dynamic. I really like that. So, uh, but yeah, I choose a different one <laughs> so, <laughs> to make this interesting. Yeah. So we have one exercise left each, and I think this are these are pretty different. Um, I can't talk about necessarily a relationship between them. Um, I don't so know what my, you have left. I have two. I, I actually, yeah, I 
You have a couple yeah. more? Okay. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> um, so mine, I wanted to hit a little bit of the, the AB duction, AD duction, because I think that's really important, especially when we're dealing with dogs that like have hip dysplasia. It's a big focus for me because those muscles tend to either be overworked or underworked. And so I wanted to hit one, something that got that movement. So what I decided for my last favorite exercise, I'm just calling it I don't have a cute name for it, which really upsets me. I'm like, oh, everything has to have a cute name. Um, I just call it a rear side tip. Yeah, I call I called it side step ups. Yeah, perfect. So basically, it's kind of a pivot action more than a side step. Um, what I do is, um. I have two pieces of equipment, so something that acts as a front paw target so that the dog knows my front feet are supposed to be here. It can be um, low, it can be stable, so like you might start with like a Sensi mat and then maybe like a platform, and then to make it harder, you can always progress to something unstable like a, a paw disc or a twin disc, a twin disc, then a paw disc etc. But then I want something behind it for the rear legs to step up on. So again, in the beginning, it's probably going to be something stable, like a low platform. Um, but as you get, prog- as you progress harder and harder, then it'll switch to something unstable. Um, and so the dog starts basically front paws targeted, rear paws are not on that piece of equipment, but off to the side. And the dog is going to tap (laughs) the rear leg closest Mm -hmm. to the equipment, make contact, and then step up on it. And then they can come back down. You need to make sure you're doing both sides. So I tend to do it kind of like... If they start to the left of equipment, they step up on it, then they step down off of it on the other side and then go back. So it's rather than do a whole bunch of repetitions on one side and then switch to the other side, I just go back and forth. Um, And I think that's a good way to get those um, um, adductors and abductor muscles. I just do it slightly different. I use um, most of the time two twin discs. The rear not very inflated, the f- uh, and they are in the T shape. So the front is um, on the square twin disc, and then and then I play. I start with the dog. The rear uh, is on the twin disc, and the fr- uh, on the on the length uh, and. Um, and the front is on the other twin disc, and then I start to let them step down mm-hmm. on one side with one paw, and then stepping this paw back up, and then stepping down on the other side and stepping back up again. So this is how I'm doing it, but yeah. I think it's quite yeah, it's quite the same. It's I think altogether, 
it's probably the same movement. It's just a different starting point. It's just, it's just, uh, yeah, just, uh, I, I, I just like to start re maybe well put together <laughs> to that. So I can, I can, uh, I, I stand in the front of the dog and then I can just, just like do slightly turn to the right and then to the left. And so it's, it's, uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, maybe it works handling wise. It works best for myself like this. So I, I think that's that always is a has a huge huge impact how how you like to do it and how so that yeah. it works together, but it's 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 quite the same. Mine is up down and yours is down up. Down up. <laughs> so so you just have to know how many repetitions you are doing and when you so that you know which one is um yeah, more intense. Awesome. What's your next exercise? Uh, it's me. It's it's like um, yeah. It's 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 the it's the it's like a, a from a back up into a plank. Do you have a cute name for it? No. Okay, we'll call it back I don't up. Have a cute, plank. I will. I will have to maybe find out a cute name, but I don't. I don't. I don't have one. Um, yeah, as, as you know, I'm very, I, I really love, uh, single feet targeting <laughs> in the rear. This is so my, oh, I, I like that. So this is why I may most likely came up with all these, uh, yeah, with the exercises that, that, um, have, uh, this in focus, uh, no cute name, but I use, um, when the dog knows how to how to back up, I start slowing back to backing up. I start with the sentiment, so it doesn't make uh, you you just just do the backup, but there then there is no plank involved. Um, I start with uh, with the plank when when there is a certain height to to the exercise. So so you have to yeah the dog has to make a progress. Uh, with the backup exercise before we go into the plank so maybe it's like I use maybe depending on the breed a fit stage beam or bar um, for when I start going into the plank and then and then yeah we hold the plank position and we go back and back down and then we start from start new. So you might have said this, but I just want to make sure. Is the plank position the so the plank position is not, is the rear legs are angled out more. It's not a perfect posture stand. Yes, yes. It's more it's a it's a hip extension. Okay. You have a hip hip extension. Yes. Perfect. Okay. No, I didn't I didn't mention that. I had it in my head, but it's it's just it's just that we are doing we are the dog is doing the back up standing in the, with the rear higher than the front and then i'm um pulling the dog a little bit forward that we get this hip extension then we after a few seconds we release it and most of the time i let the dog go back down and then we start again new from the, yeah. from the other side perfect okay i love it 
Yeah, that's how we do it. <laughs> so so yeah. I had to rewind it in my head how we mostly it, it's uh, I, I really like that exercise because but actually I really like all the hip exercises we, we were talking about because they are so um, versatile you can do so you, you can do it very different it's not you're not limited in in anything and and yeah you can have you can be creative how you do it yeah, there's lots of different options with setups. And so like progressing them is fairly easy to come up with like what the next step is. How do I make this a little bit harder? And so, these things are when we go, when we go down to um, uh, when I do uh, ring preparation before before con uh, confirmation um competitions i actually do a lot of hip things before we go into the ring to prepare the dog and the movement and so i have i have a very good um experience with that uh especially doing like an iliopsoa stretch before we start going into the into the ring and, uh, agree i think kind of you saying that makes me realize like how much I include in my warm up before agility runs that are making sure the hips are really warmed up and like the hip joint itself has been gone through a good amount of range of motion and those muscles are really warmed up because those are the like in agility those are the power muscles like those are the muscles that are going to propel the dog over the jump, power them up the A-frame, power them forward while the front is going side to side through the weave poles. I mean, there's just, yeah, they're really important. And you, and you, and in confirmation, you really can, see, I, I think personally, I, I'm convinced that you can see a difference if the dog is warmed up in that area or not, because the gait is less stiff. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's just, yeah. Maybe maybe it's not visible for every eye, but I, th I'm, I think I can see it if it's, if the dog is just out of the, out of the kennel or it, if, if the dog has been moved and prepared for, for uh, the job. It totally makes sense to me. I mean, I just, a warmed up dog is going to move better. Yeah just how it is it's, it's it's as easy as that <laughs> well is that it did we cover all your exercises yes we did okay any any other thoughts about the hips i i just i don't know i kind of for me, it was kind of funny because I, I did have that little bit of a struggle of like, well, what, what, uh, which of my exercises are really, really a focus around the hips? Mm. But then on the other hand, hip issues are like one of my favorite things to work with because I'm like, oh, there's so much we can do and we can, you know, try all these exercises, see what the dog's comfortable with, build from there. So it's, it, it was a funny dynamic in my head of like, 
this little bit of, I think it was literally just like, oh, I don't even know what to pick. I don't know how to narrow it down because I love everything about it. <laughs> so, Yeah, I had, I, I'm quite the same. I had, I, I struggled more with finding um, fitting front exercises, I because mm -hmm. I, I so I, I'm so focused on re-end awareness and this is just my thing. So so I, I had more problems in, in the front. But it actually wasn't that difficult. But right. but I, in the rear there are so many <laughs> exercises coming up. Oh we could do this, we could do that and, and this yeah and then narrow it down to maybe three to four exercises. Yeah, <laughs> but Very we should cool. do a rear end, rear end episode as well. Yes, um, of course. <laughs> and one to catch all that, all the exercises that we didn't get to talk about in the other. <laughs> exactly, episode. but you already mentioned my fa my favorite one. <laughs> I have to find a new one. So we we had a talk. This was a, a joint agreement on what our next topic is going to be because we were kind of like but we've we've kind of hit the big three um so next time we are going to do pasterns and tarsus exactly yes. okay so there is exercises a for pasterns and yes tarsus. <laughs> there is a chance since we are doing two body parts it may be a two-part episode, <laughs> but initially we were like, oh no, we can, we can do it all in one. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We try our best. If we don't succeed, it's for your benefit yes. or not. You have to listen to a second episode. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, we did want to end this episode with a little bit of a a special announcement, special topic. Um, so I want to know about these <laughs> new stacking bars that you just announced. Was it yesterday that you just announced them or was it a few yeah, days ago? Two days ago, maybe? Two days ago. Yeah. So I yeah. saw the picture and it, it's, is it Voodoo that's modeling it? Yes, Voodoo okay. is our latest so model. Voodoo is modeling them. It's There's a pink one and a purple one that she's standing mm -hmm. on. It's just a stunning picture. I mean, I just like, I think, like the black and white of the, uh, the Boston on top of these bright colors, really, really pretty. But also just super excited to have a product like this because as our listeners know, we're both really obsessed with posture slash stacking. Um, and we always talk about, you know, how you can use different pieces of equipment to help. But this is really designed to to get it, to help the dog understand. Yeah. So tell, tell me more about it. Yeah, so first uh, I was uh, overwhelmed about the feedback I got on these on this one picture. I mean, it's just this one picture out there of this this or these new products that are coming out. <laughs> 
hopefully very soon. Um, the idea behind when I, I designed it, I mean, for those of you who are doing confirmation, you know, there are these uh, stacking blocks or whatever they are called or stacking helpers, um, all uh, solid. But the, the thing is, and the, the problem I see with these things is this, um, it's like you are manhandling the dog to stand on this. So there is not a lot, um, there is not a lot of work helping the dog to get into this position himself uh, himself so um because you are positioning the dog on something so i always wanted to create a, a piece of equipment that is um strengthening the dog and helping the dog to get a very nice free stack um yeah then this i, I yeah, the shape isn't very fancy of this product. This is not it. The shape won't win a design prize. <laughs> I have to admit that. But actually, um, the exciting thing about it is it is an inflatable. People have been asking that. Of course, it is an inflatable because I we want products with instability because this is this is what we are working with. Um, and uh, as you can see on the picture, that the top is uh, almost flat. There is just a little bit of text and um, and the logo on it, but it is, uh, this li little pattern will not um, have a great impact on your dog. But the clue, I call that like this, is the, is the opposite side of the product. So you haven't been able to see the opposite side of the product because um it's not showing in the picture because <laughs> the opposite side is uh, has the same pattern as our wave sensimet so actually when you're using it using the product on the way on the set the knobby side your dog has this aid to uh set the paws precisely in that um, we always call it like a little valley that the, the knob heights make. So it will help your dog when it steps on the, on the product to have a parallel stance in front and rear because the paws fall into this valley. Other effect of these knobs is like you can see on the picture that you can use the product on a centimet on one on a centimet or maybe on the straight one or on the on the wave one and the knobs will like slightly hook together with the centimet so it gives the product a little bit more stability mm, that's so interesting and the third thing we are going to do is, so maybe I have to say the size of the thing is, is 35 centimeters long, five centimeters high. Hint, hint, it's like the twin disc and the toy paw disc and the toy paw stackers. So you can combine this, these products. Okay. And it's like 14 to 15 centimeters in width. The third thing is, first time for us we are going to produce two models it's not only the color is not only the the only difference the difference is there will 
one, the pink one, I think it's a pink one, maybe. Uh, yeah, I, the pink one is the one that is um, not as stable as the, the purple one. Okay. So, so that one is a little bit softer than the other one. So we have one that is more for small, more easy, more for smaller dogs or advanced bigger dogs. Mm -hmm. And one that is for bigger dogs um, or beginner beginners, beginner dogs in stacking training. I, I might have to say it's not it's maybe it's not a product you can start with a complete beginner uh, in when you start with. Uh, but it's, it's the same level like uh, the toy paw discs and the and the toy paw stackers maybe but you can combine it with other with other pieces that are easier so if you master the twin disc and you need a new challenge and to to do the fine tuning this is the product you need nice oh if you ask me so i mean i mean all the products i design are designed because i want them to have because i because i have the need to have it to uh to advance our training so very cool so i'm just gonna do a quick conversion so our american listeners understand um 35 centimeters is just under 14 inches so it's a little over a foot long so that should be a good length for all ranges of sizes of dogs so um yeah yeah it's it's a, it's a little bit longer than the short side of the rectangular sensimet so you can see and and it's uh, oh yes 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 yeah it's uh yeah and it's it's i i really i really like the the product it's um and it's challenging for the hand for the handler and the dog so both need very good impulse control which is good for the outcome when you're going to the ring it's not only a product for show people but i think it's um uh for for just just fitness people it's like um uh it's like an advanced twin disc yeah no i'm really excited for this because I, everything, like I say all the time, everything starts with good posture. And so I can really foresee me being like, okay, we have to start with this. We have to start with these because right now we do a lot of like work with trying to make it help the dog understand with like two platforms or um, you know, come up with different ideas, different products. Like, you know, if, if we don't have the owner, doesn't have anything specific, I'm like, okay, just go to the hardware store and get some wood, like two by fours, but then they have to make it so it's not slippery. So I'm like, it's not perfectly easy to just go do that. Um, but these just, the size of them, I just, I, I, and obviously I haven't 
tested them or used them yet, but I just like all the, the uses and like how, like basically I'm going to have like every dog use them. It makes me super excited. I mean, it's, um, the thing is, I, I'm, it's, it is an advanced product, but mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, I, and the bigger the dog gets, the more advanced it will be. I mean, it, it needs a lot of impulse control and body awareness to master it, but this is exactly what is needed, uh, needed, uh, for, to do correct, a correct stance, a correct stance in length and not, not only in, a yeah, not only just for two seconds, if you want to do, to extend this for um, several minutes, maybe. Uh, so this is a, a little helper we created and I'm excited. I'm excited about these two different uh, levels we are doing. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah. And, and the, the thing that it, it is very, it's the same material as all our other new products. So it's not very, it's not slippery at all. Uh, unless the dog has a lot of hair underneath the paw and um, and you can use the the knobby side or you don't you don't you can use it with in if you need more stability with together with the sensor map this is a this is an effect we wanted to create to 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 help the beginners to stabilize it more yeah i like that um yeah. Cool. Oh. Anything? Anything else you want to add about it? No. I'm so excited for it. I think that that's it. Yeah. That they. Uh, yeah. We hope that they will come May June. So. Awesome. Let's hope that the worldwide situation is getting better because uh, um, what is going on here in Europe doesn't help after Corona to make things easier um when it comes to international transportation and shipping etc so uh yeah we don't know we have to wait and be patient but it will they will arrive at some point hopefully (laughs) awesome well i'm i mean i just i'm i can't wait to get them i can't wait to try them out i definitely foresee this being something a product that I carry for clients to purchase because I I do think it's going to be really useful. And I think it's probably going to really, really help everyone stay fit and stay stay in in the game. Bye guys. Bye bye. for listening to Let's Talk Canine Fitness. If you enjoyed our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at www.letstalkcaninefitness.com. 
want some bonuses? Support us on Patreon. Every month we will release a mini-sode exclusively from Patreon questions. Plus, other special bonuses you will find only on the Let's Talk Canine Fitness Patreon page. This episode was produced by Leslie Ide and Katerina Mattioli. Music written and performed by Moonfly. Music provided by PremiumBeat.com.